0: Luckily, I figured out that, yeah, I like, you know, doing weird shit and running around and doing these wonderful things just because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And before it wasn't fun, like when I was getting ready for for football, conditioning class, fuck that shit. Yeah, like running 40s, (laughs) fuck. But now it's not like that. It's like, I'm going to run up this mountain three times. Yeah. Well, why? I fucking want to, Yeah, that's it. There's no other reason than that. And then we were talking about play earlier, and that's what it's become. It's just become play.
1: That's Mark Johnson, today's guest on this second episode of the Meaning of Movement podcast. And there he is waxing on the importance of play in our everyday lives. And I'm Alex Docta, your host during these long format conversations. The Meaning of Movement podcast, if you're new to the show, being that it's only the second episode, is about exploring the meaning of movement to others, the impact it's had on their lives, and sharing their stories to inspire us to get up off the couch and find our own meaning. Mark's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and owner of both Westside Jiu-Jitsu and co-owner of Higher Ground High Yoga, both businesses located right here in Ogden, Utah. Mark's made movement a large part of his life But it wasn't always that way in 2017 he published a book huggin a year without fear and it documents his journey to becoming what i love about him he's a yes man (laughs) i'm sure that's jacking with him a little bit the yes man but i don't mean it in that typical cynical societal every boss's gopher kind of man way he's become a yes man for himself learning how to say yes to his truth His desires, not societies. He partakes. He goes to the blindfolded yoga dance. He climbs mountains barefoot. He does what he feels like he should be doing. He doesn't take all these things too seriously, but he also doesn't scoff at them. He dives in, lives in the moment, and decides on how he feels about the experience for himself. He doesn't listen to that noise of everybody else's opinion or at least he tries not to as much as he can, something I think we all aspire to. Um, We talk about a lot of things in this episode. It's long format. We push an hour and 20 minutes here. Um, There's a lot of really good pieces, though, so I encourage you, as this conversation ebbs and flows (laughs) and I walk and lead in circles, uh, to stick around because Mark's got a lot of really good things to say, and I had a blast talking to him. I don't have any uh, partners or partnerships for this podcast, so it's really all about the guests. I mentioned his book, Hug It, A Year Without Fear. You can find that on Amazon for the low price of five bucks. Really worth the investment. I would recommend all of you to go find that. Uh, You're also going to find notes on uh, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu place and uh, Higher Ground High Yoga uh, in the show notes, you can find where those locations are, and you can go check out classes. In addition to that, support this podcast, the best thing you can do is to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to this, and also take another minute or so um, and really help the reviews get out there. Please take a moment to rate and leave a quick review. Without further ado, here is the second episode of the Meaning of Movement podcast with today's guest, Mark Johnson. All right, here we are, Meaning Movement podcast, and I'm here sitting with a friend, Mark Johnson, super excited to have you on the show for reals. Um, we just got done with your jam, a rolling session, a little bit of jujitsu. Yep. And uh, Mark, you are an interesting dude. I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit of all of this because I only know on a superficial level most of this, but you're former English teacher, yeah, collegiate football player. A writer, a runner, a jujitsu master, jujitsu uh, shop yeah. owner. How would you classify that? I would say a black belt jujitsu. Black belt jujitsu. Yeah. Yep. Um Also owns a shop. Yep. T- name of it being West Side. West Side. Yeah. West Side Jujitsu. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You're somehow the co-owner of a yoga studio. Yep. Or a silent partner. I can't figure no. it out. Yeah, co-owner.
0: My girlfriend and I, girlfriend's kind of not the right, it's not strong enough, Yeah, but we're not married, so, you know, a little stronger, not a little, she'll listen to us and be like, you motherfucker, (laughs) not quite a, a co, what are they, this cheesy shit they say, co-creator, she's my co, we're
1: co-creators. Co-creators, and uh, co-habitor? Yep. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So all the things, Yeah, all the things. Partner, partner in crime. I know, it sounds
0: so weird yeah. this is my partner
1: <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, yeah
0: but yes she's that so yeah we own um higher ground hot yoga yeah downtown yeah. Ogden, right downtown
1: on, uh, 24th yeah. street there yep. beautiful man it's on
0: 25th 25th dang it we're Not on 24th right yeah, yeah. west side's Westside. on 24th that's on 25th yeah
1: mm-hmm. and in general as a follow-up to all those things you are you are a deep thinker and, um, I don't know how you'd classify that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know in the best light, yeah. Um, but no, you no. seem to be a muser. Of, oh, I like that term. Yeah. Muser. Yeah. You spend time musing on life and why For we're sure. here yeah. and motivations. Mm-hmm. And I spend maybe too much time doing that as well, but, um, it's, it's most of it is well worth the time, I guess. But yeah. in that regard, sure. I bond with you and, like you said, we're in your studio right now. Right. Um, you just took me through a little bit of my first rolling ever, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I wonder if we should just talk about this for a little bit because it is interesting. I, I am a runner mainly these days, mm-hmm. um, but the rolling... Uh, it's really pretty cool. I, I, I was telling you I think I was afraid of it for a long time because sure. of the lack of control aspect mm. or the flip side of somebody else having control over you. Right. Um, but it was pretty clear from the start that it, it, we're sharing this space. Right, And yeah. it's, not, it's not control. It's just play. It's just play.
0: Yeah, yeah if you can look at it as play, then you're gonna go far. If it's like win or loss, uh, your ego not gonna dig it. At least for the first little bit, yeah. Because you're probably not gonna do well as, not as well as maybe you think you should. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like, I don't know if you do this, but I used to do this all the time. Where you're in the you're in the grocery store mm-hmm. and you see a
1: dude and you're like. I can whip that dude's ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah to me, it's you like, I see a runner you running start, down yeah, the street yeah, and, yeah. I don't, and I, and I work to not do this, but, <laughs> but there is a thing where you're like, yeah, yeah uh, okay. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> just total bullshit. He
0: looks so smug. Yeah, yeah <laughs> They're yeah. just an innocent person doing yeah, their thing. Totally. And then, so you, you, you have these, um, <clears throat> expectations of yourself, yeah. right? Like, and then when you get in, into jujitsu, then you, go against these people and they're especially when you first start and they're whipping your ass and in the nicest way and you're like oh shit like all your thoughts like when i started jujitsu i got beat by everybody in the class but i particularly a guy he was about 140 and i was about 310 yeah and i'm like i'm gonna crush this guy of course in my head i didn't i wouldn't say that out loud yeah yeah so he beat me in like a minute Made me tap. And I was like, what the fuck was this? What? (laughs) In my mind, my ego was like, dude, are you serious? So we went again. I'm like, motherfucker. I tried my hardest. I tried my hardest. Beat me again. Same shit. I was like, oh, fuck. This isn't cool, you know? Like, So I spent the rest of the time training that day. Got my ass whooped by everybody, pretty much. Went home. Woke up uh, the next day. Sore as hell. And I just remember thinking, I got to learn this shit. This shit is fucking awesome. But I think what happens is you either wake up and you say, I need to learn this. Or you say, nope, fuck that. That's not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then the excuses come in, you know, and you don't, you don't go back. Like in jujitsu, not a a ton of big dudes stay. Mm. Because what happens is the same thing that happened to me. They come in, they have a certain expectation of themselves, and they can't face the reality Yeah, that what they thought would happen and what really happened, they, they, they don't line up. And so they're just like, nope, man. That's Uh -uh. sad in a way. It's sad, (laughs) but if you can recognize it. Yeah.
1: It's a breakthrough.
0: uh, Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's your test to see if you're ready. Yeah. And if you're not ready, then you're not coming back. Yeah. Which is nice because I don't have a lot of people that train here that are jerks. Mm. I mean, I don't have any actually. Yeah. And I've, really have it because the jerks will come once and they won't come back. Interesting. They're not ready for it. They're not ready to get their ass handed to them. Yeah. Their
1: ego is too, too ballooned and precarious. Yeah, It's
0: just not, and it's not a criticism on them. It's just, they're not ready yet. And then when they're ready, they'll come
1: back. Yeah. 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 One thing that you mentioned there that I think is interesting is, is that idea of ego and I can see on the mat how, you know, quickly if you come in with one, it can get deflated. And, and if you're really in the right mindset, you know, you let it go. Right. And, and what I enjoy about running or any of the other forms of movement, including yoga and all this stuff I've, I've done that we've all done yeah. is um, when you're in it, you, you can let go of that shit. And when yeah. you come out of it, you can feel like, oh man, I can actually hold on to this. I can actually let go of that ego and work on just being me without like yeah. judging myself right. and others. Um, and oftentimes it is when we're in the grocery store or in yeah. the car looking <laughs> at a runner or another big guy being like not doing anything positive. Right. And the ego goes like, yeah, motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah. I could get you, you know, but when uh-huh. you're doing it, yeah, it no. goes away. Well,
0: that's because you're in the present moment, you know, yeah. like you're, Everybody talks about that now. You're just like, okay, you just start rolling your eyes, you know. But it's true. Like when we just you and I just went, you can't be anywhere else.
1: No, man. You just can't. Dude, when you put your body weight on me <laughs> and it and it started to collapse yeah, my ribs you're a little like, bit. Oh shit. Well, it's the only thing you can think about, you right. know. And you can't and it, be anywhere else. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even necessarily oh shit. I was like, well, If he stays like this, I've got like 28 seconds, you know, but, um, but, but it's the only thing you can think about if the goal is to get out or to like shift that weight, that momentum and and try and pin you, it's like, you can't be anywhere else or you're fucked.
0: You can't. And so the, the beautiful thing about that and a lot of movement in general is you're there yeah and and i think that's what you're saying you're there at that time you know you're not worried about your bills you're not worried about your woman you're not or your man or whatever you prefer you're not worried about your dogs um you're worried about nothing because you're sitting in this little space and time and you're enjoying it that's why it's to me it's addictive it's like i need to be right here at this time in this spot doing this and nothing else and if you can achieve that oh man super a lot of benefits
1: no doubt man yeah Yeah. it's an an important lesson you know i think to try and take with you into the greater part of your day no matter how many times you you move or have these things that you do to to go like all right well that mindset how do i apply it to the rest of my life right right? so that when i'm thinking about my bills i'm not agitated and pissed i'm just going like well here i am yeah getting this this done or whatever
0: i do that all the time so I'll be riding my bike to yoga or whatever. And then some shit will creep in, you know, like, yeah. oh, fuck, I forgot to, you know, do my taxes or whatever. And then I, you know, I, I marked that on my mind, like, okay, yeah, shit, I gotta take care of this. But what are you doing right now? Yeah. And what I'm doing right now is I'm riding my bike. And that's fucking awesome.
1: Man, that's, that's cool. <laughs> right? That's yeah. a good space to
0: be. It just pulls you out of the past or the future. And put you right where you are. And then that's, and that I got that's from, from uh, Jiu Jitsu for sure. Yeah. 100%. What yeah. am I doing right now? You know, I don't think, oh, what am I gonna do after this guy taps me, you know, yeah. or makes me submit? I'm, not, I'm like, how do I get out of here? Write this, you know, or how do I survive this? And you're right there. And, and as a matter of fact, I have, I think it's so important. Like, some people know this, but I've been in, running this school for 20 years. 2002 has started. Wow. And um, I've had a lot of guys, um, and this is sad in a lot of ways, What I've had about seven or eight people who have committed suicide that I've known that have been students here mm. in 20 years. And um, you start thinking about it like, God damn, that's a high number, you know? What's going yeah. on? Um. And, and all those guys, I mean, they're your friends, you know, they're your students, they're your friends, you love them. And uh, what, I, what I come to realize is that they're coming to jiu to be in the present, you know, yeah. to escape whatever traumas they have when they're just thinking. And their m- movement makes them be present, you know. Yeah. And so, for a lot of them, it was a way to stop thinking about the past or yeah. even their future and just be right here, you know, just for one hour. Nothing else matters. And um, although a bunch of these guys, you know, went ahead and committed suicide, there's a bunch of people that have talked to me since then and said, Hey, Mark. Just want to thank you, and and I, of course, it, I have nothing to do with it. It's just, um, I'm just opening the shop. But you're a facilitator for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm a facilitator. Yeah, yeah. and so they they just say, I want to thank you because I've been having these you know th- suicidal thoughts or or whatever, and jujitsu's really helped me. You know, and I'm like, dude, th-, you know, because it's hard to tell, like, I, you're always like, if you've ever had somebody close to you commit suicide, you're like, well, fuck, how come I can't see that? Like, why? Yeah. You know, or how come they didn't reach out or blah, blah, blah. You have a million questions that will never be answered
1: ever. Yeah. Well, you know, and a lot of folks like that, I mean, y- you know as well as I do, we're all masters of keeping our guard oh, yeah. up. But yep. the deeper you are down some sort of hole, the better you are mm-hmm. at covering your tracks. Happiest suicidal people. Yeah. You know, you meet like, you're
0: like, what? And now I'm like, this motherfucker right here is a little too happy. Yeah. It makes me nervous. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm serious. I'm like, uh, I've never seen you mad or upset. So I'm like, it makes me nervous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, you pointing that at me? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I, I feel happy. the same way. I like. I'm yeah. pretty happy too. Yeah. Like I, I talk to to my girlfriend Debbie about it all the time, and she's basically, she doesn't say this, but I think she feels this. Like, why are you happy all the time? Like, you know, be sad. You know, like she'll never, she would never say that, but I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like some people are like, you know, like, you know, aren't you? sad? Well, I feel like there's joy underneath everything. And it's just right underneath it, yeah, under the surface. So even if things are really bad, joy is right there, and it's gonna come up. It just comes up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Start humming and thinking and just being happy. It's, it's good. there. Yeah, it doesn't it's just take right long there. to shift. No, I think that's not what's
1: cool about you know something like what you're offering here is like, yeah. it's immediate. And it is, isn't it interesting? You know something you said is like. And again, a a big point of, I think, why I've started this journey and why I've had my journey with movement is that, you know, ironically, I guess maybe it'd be ironic, maybe not. You're the English teacher, you tell me, (laughs) um, you know, it is this movement that causes the stillness within the satisfaction and the acceptance of yourself within, you know, and it is really cool to provide a space, um, you know, for people to go through that. The, the, the tougher thing Beyond that, I think, and and this ties in a little bit. Um, we're talking about you being a writer, and um, you've got a book out, "Hug It," a year without fear. It's yeah. been out for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. I'd never read it, so I wanted to read it before oh, okay. before we did this. And full disclosure, I, I read through about half of it so yeah, far. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But is this idea of you know you we find the stillness in the movement? Yeah. But there's work. To kind of oh, yeah. translate that beyond that moment, um, yeah. and 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 I've been trapped in this. I've had years of being trapped in this, where you become addicted to the movement. You can't mm-hmm. find a way to translate that to, you know, a practice outside of um, getting sucked in. It you doesn't know? even have to be, Do you not think? necessarily. No, fuck it.
0: Let it be what it is. Yeah, you know, like Mark, why are you doing this? 'Cause I want to.
1: Yeah. But I think there is a practice there. Sure. Um, but and, and you, you know, maybe the
0: practice is not making shit into a practice. You yeah, know what I mean? Don't oh, totally. Yeah. Fucking let it be what it is. Who cares? It could be. I mean, that's maybe the lesson there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean sometimes running is running. It doesn't have to be anything other than Totally.
1: That. I think it's I think it's a lot of things at once. But mm. um just like rolling or just like anything. Yeah. Um but on the, you know, I guess on the subject of, uh, you know, folks that really are finding a deep solace carving out that one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what a lot of people do start to go through though is that a little bit of a, not intentionally, so it's not structured like you're saying, building a yep. practice outside of that rolling, but right. it, it, it does open the mind oh, to, sure. okay, how did I get here mm-hmm. to this spot? And we'll, of course, I'd like to apply that um, to other parts of my day, be it moving more
2: mm-hmm. or
1: be it taking some of that like mental stillness that they get from it and something like getting pinned, yeah. you know, by a big guy like you, Yeah. you to be successful at this, you have yeah. to learn to be comfortable with that.
0: Yeah. You have to be suffering that little moment. Yeah. And be okay with it and not freak out and panic. Yeah. The, what happens is the guy makes you be still. Yeah. You don't want to, and you're forced to be still. Yeah. Can you handle it or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the, the main thing for me. So I had a buddy. I still have a buddy. He uh, lives in Seattle, and he was on a, at the time, he was on an oyster farm, I guess. I don't know what you call it. On a bay. Yeah. It's he and his wife. That's their job these oysters It's really cool dope dope job yeah exactly I'm like damn man this is great so he invited my kids and I out there so we went out there for about four or five days and uh, we were walking on the bay and there's like life everywhere just amazing so we're walking and you can see fish and all kinds of shit and, like it was amazing and then he was like, Mark, okay stop walking just stay still for a second and so I stopped walking and of course, all the the sand or whatever silt or whatever it is started to settle, and the water's super clear. You can see even more, right? Yeah. But then that was just the beginning. But then all these little crabs started to appear, and they'd come and they'd like eat the freaking shit off your toe, like the dead skin off yeah. your toes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. They're like. K-k-k-k. And I'm like, oh shit, like just stopping for a second brought more movement than moving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sitting still. And so that's what I'm noticing now. I went to this, this thing uh, my girlfriend put on. It's called Transcendence. She didn't put it on, she facilitated it. And basically, you get blindfolded and you dance around and, and I, I don't know what you're supposed to do, but I went to it. She yeah. asked me to go and I went to it and I just sat, I was totally fine. I, I would have got my groove on, you know, like I don't mind that. That's not embarrassing to me or anything, but I just sat there and I was thinking about these crabs and I could hear people moving and I could actually feel people like bumping into me and touching me a little bit. And, uh, not in a bad way. And, uh, but I was very still, just like the crab thing, and I felt like a powerful human being. Like yeah. I didn't have to move, man. I it was everything was moving around me, almost like a chaotic movement. But I wasn't moving, and I felt just as good as if I think I got up and yeah, yeah. So because you were in the present, still, right? yeah, I was yeah. right there. I wasn't thinking about nothing else. I was just listening mostly. Um, It was nice. I was just like, all right, i will go. I just stay right here. This is great.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that space that you have gotten to from exploring, you know, those things. And I think those extremes of, of, I I used to, uh, I grew up with a buddy of mine and he had a cottage up in northern Wisconsin. We'd go up every summer and uh, we would, starting from like eight years old but onwards all the way through high school, we would, um, we'd do all sorts of things. We'd like, Dive for clams, but right. we we'd lay out in the lake on the edge of it and let the minnows come out and, yeah. and pick over our yeah. whole body. Same yeah. deal. Yeah. You yeah. Know, taking it's the dead cool, skin right? off. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um but somehow you're able to tap into that a little more as a kid. Um right. and I think a lot of what it is now is like, you know, you've got this this stillness where you can be present. You've got this movement where you're present and the mm-hmm. stuff in between, like where we're at home and like, oh shit, I gotta pay these bills yeah. or I gotta do yep. this. Like it's all these little future things that you have to do now to be considered like responsible and to keep your shit together, which you have
0: to, you have
1: to, you have to, you have
0: to pay the bill if you want the lights on, you know, like it has to be done. You just don't have to worry about it. Totally. Totally. Check it off. Like, Oh yeah, I got to take care of this, but I'm not going to sit there for three hours worrying about paying the goddamn bill. Like it'll get paid when it gets paid. We'll move on. (laughs) Well, let's talk
1: a little bit about your journey and how you got there because, um, you know, in your book, hug it a year yeah. without fear. Mm-hmm. It was clearly like, at least from my perspective, like a little bit of a metamorphosis point. Oh, you sense. You, you're yeah. learning a lot. You're yeah. shedding a lot. Mm-hmm. You're growing a lot. Um, I'd imagine there's a time before that, and mm-hmm. even starting with the childhood. And I would imagine through that, and maybe even now, you still work on some of those things. But through that, you you definitely probably have come to another space. So I think what what is interesting is like, you know, how did how did you get from a guy that got hung up on all this shit mm-hmm. to a guy that still gets hung up on shit, but yep. not as much of no, it. Right. Yeah. And that's, what's interesting because in the book and, and you, you know, it's from a while ago, what year did you think it was? From? Well,
0: so I, I had written another book about jujitsu and that was the one I thought you were talking oh, about. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Got 2012. Got it. And so I got another book this to one was too Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a different book, but you know, so that one, yeah, that one. And the the hug it one was about two two thousand fifteen,
1: yeah, and which was clearly like a metamorphosis. You oh, know? it was huge, man, for yeah. real. Let me, can I read a, a paragraph that yeah. you wrote, please? So, you say about hugging life? The whole hug life idea has captured my imagination, and I think it could be my mantra for my everyday life—to not only be the opposite of a thug, but to use the word hug as a verb—to hug life. To embrace it. I'm not afraid of life. It's not something I want to just survive. It's not something I want to conquer. It's something I want to embrace. Something I want to love. Hug life.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not even that cheesy. I thought it was going to be cheesier hearing somebody else read it. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty dope. It's true, though. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. The, the, so the I, I don't know if I explain this in the book, but the, how, basically the, how the whole thing started was I was um, afraid, so I had a friend, she wasn't my girlfriend, but she wanted to talk to me and I was in another relationship and I was like, ah, I don't wanna send the wrong messages. But at the same time, she was my friend. So I talked to my girlfriend at the time and she was like, really got bent out of shape about it. Mm. And right then I was like, nah man, fuck that. I'm not gonna let somebody else's fears be my fears. I already got enough of those. Yeah, <laughs> and so and, and there were a couple other things that that went on, but I I just started saying, okay, I'm going to say, within reason, yes to everything. Anything comes up that I'm a that I make excuses for, because if I'm making excuses for them, they're usually not true. It's more like being afraid to do it. You know, you know, like somebody's like, hey, Mark, let's go run this. Uh, no, I got to do this. Or, you know, yeah. like you just, come up, you just come up sideways. You just come up with out shit. It. Yeah. And then you don't go. And then and then you miss out and you feel guilty about it. Yeah. And actually, it happened to me at a Ragnar, too. Like, my sister asked me, hey, let's do this Ragnar. And I was in that zone. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't run. Yeah. That shit is stupid. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but I had told myself, I'm going to say yes. So I, I said yes. And then so we're there, and I hadn't run yet. And it was a red loop, which if I know you're familiar with, but if, if people aren't familiar with, it's a, a longer trail run. It's usually like, what, six miles? Yeah. Yeah, six to eight. Six to eight. Um, and you have three different uh, loops that you do, and this is the longest one. So that was my first one. Yeah. And I'm sitting where the people are finishing and I'm listening to their conversation. Oh, Red Loop was so hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next person, oh, that was so easy. And the next person, that was beautiful. You know, like, I love that loop and blah, blah. Next person, that fucking sucked, man. I'll never do this shit again. (laughs) And I'm listening to all these people and I decided, you know what? I'm going to fucking decide for myself. I'm going to run this motherfucker and I'm going to say what I think about it. I'm not going to go off what other people say anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, know what you mean. We do that a lot and we rely on other people's opinions and stuff um, of what they've done, but we don't do it. Yeah. So I was like, nope, I'm doing all this shit. And that's what I did. That's That, that book was basically me saying yes to everything and not making excuses about it. And that yeah. made a big difference, still does it was yeah. it was and, a and big thing for me
1: essentially journaling about it daily yeah. you yep. know um, which which is power it uh, was powerful in in the way that um you know in the moment you were being very honest with uh what what you might uh formulate as like you know Bitching out or like going back into your old ways, like a day or two here and like <laughs> yeah, getting oh all yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't that, leave you. That's what is so yeah. cool about it is the honesty of yeah. the everyday journey right. uh, of, of trying to mm-hmm. trying to and successfully saying yes to everything and yeah. getting moving and and yeah. reanalyzing like where your spot is in life. It's right. pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then you look at it and you are like, oh shit, you know, it's it's a, it's a trip. I think everybody should try it. Just take a year and be like, okay. No more excuses. Yeah. None. I'm not yeah. gonna if I if I wanna do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah.
1: Period. Yeah. And that's where that's where I think we come back to this thing that even in the book you talked about structure a few different ways uh-huh. of like of like, you know, one entry might be like um yeah, I don't want routine because it kind of stifles my freedom, you know. <laughs> right. But and and, and then are and then and then another entry a few days later or a month later is yeah. kind of like fuck. I need routine, man. I got to get these bills paid. <laughs> yeah, you know? I got to figure out how to start this business. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then and then even like a third, um, you know, a third way of routine of like uh, not just to pay the bills of like no, I actually need routine to to do my movement and to explore these things I want to do, you know? Carve Um, out room in your life for the shit that's important. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you need a frame. A framework, framework. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think think that is cool to see. A lot of times we look at like, you know, you could even look at a guy like me and be like, "That guy's like a really fast runner." Or like, yeah. you could look at runners much better than me and be like, "Geez, they're they're like some of the best in the world. Like yeah. that's amazing. Like they're just gifted, you know." Yeah. Um, but there's this idea that so many of us think, yeah. and and it would it's even what gets people to stop from going on the mat. Sometimes sure. there's a fear of that, but it's also like, oh, "I'm gonna show up with these people that just know the ropes, and they're gonna kick my ass." And, yeah, you know, they're just they're just they got something I don't have. Yeah, that's, um,
0: that's a shame, dude.
1: But through that routine, you know, through that, that, that first, that acceptance of you wanting to say yes to things Mm -hmm. and, and open up your lifestyle and become more active and, and, and just really figure out where you fit in, right? Where you feel like you and shed the shit that society tried to put on you. Right. Through that, um, you, you can, you can start to you can start to change that routine of anxiety. Like the sure. the, the routine that when you're saying like nah routine's bullshit yeah. you're talking about like the routine of anxiety yeah. right. and like yeah. shit that we don't like about the, ourselves. The things that don't
0: elevate you, right? Yeah. That don't help you. Like what I realize now is routine's important, but I decide what route that routine. Yeah. You know, it's not societal. Yeah. Because when it's somebody else decides my routine, that's bullshit. Yeah. If I decide my routine, if I make it up, then it's valuable. Yeah. Then it's worth something. Yeah. And people tell me all the time, like, there's two things that happen owning this uh, jujitsu. And I quit teaching in 2016. In that book, yep. basically, um, the, the ideal comes that I'm not going to teach anymore. And it's the same thing. My routine of teaching every day for 20 years was... Yeah, I got myself into that, but I didn't make up my daily routine. Yeah. You know, like somebody else did. You're going to be teaching this, you're going to be teaching these kids, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. Fuck you.
1: I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, shit. and and in and, and even in another person's example of their life, you know, it might be that they have a routine that they did construct themselves and maybe they are in charge of it, but they yeah. might not want Wanted. to be in that routine exactly. anymore. That's you know? the thing. Yeah. So I'll have people come in. And they'll, they'll be
0: like, my running joke is if somebody asks me, hey, Mark, what are you going to do today? My answer is always whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're like, eh, what? Okay, calm down, Mark. I'm yeah. like But, or sometimes I get this, oh, Mark, you're so lucky, you know, you get to run this jujitsu. And it, I'm like, no, I'm not lucky. I made that shit happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I did that.
1: Yeah, no it doubt. It didn't
0: just fall in my hands, like. I did that
1: totally, and the, and there's hustle involved, and yeah, there's hard work, work there's bullshit. sacrifice,
0: there's fear, there's those taxes all you were talking shit, about, all of it. So when people are like, "You're lucky," I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Honestly, luck has something to do with it. Things yeah, line up, yeah. the universe is on your side, and that's great. But that's not luck. I've taken to
1: saying, you know, saying, um, you know I, I would describe it as, and I describe myself as this sometimes is like y- you're fortunate to have been able to find what works for you and right. to give yourself the space to 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 let that percolate to build that you know sure um i, I wouldn't call that luck it's because it's definitely not luck it's it's <laughs> you know it's it's a lot of work um and there's hardships involved and there might even be like low points that shift that mindset and yeah. make you realize you need to start something else sure but, um, but certainly, um, I, I think, I, I think, I think the word fortunate is maybe a little better because I do feel lucky, which again, like not to use that term, I do feel fortunate that somehow I stumbled upon it's this not, no, a, a, see, and I've no, known it. That, my, that's the well, problem. Well, here's you the thing. You didn't stumble upon Well No, shit. no, no.
0: Here's the thing. You made shit happen. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> but happened. I feel fortunate one that from a young age, you know, I have surrounded myself with people that like different forms of movement. I've I've grew up outdoors for a large chunk of my life, and that was intentional. Right. But I know people that have their exposure level to something like that to the things that I've experienced are so much, mm, so much smaller the windows or less frequent that like. Good shit, cool shit comes at us all the time. Right. We don't always grab it. No. But if somebody had cool shit coming at them a little less frequently than I did, or they had something else they were looking at because there was something else going on, something very emotional in their family or whatever the fuck it was, they might not be able to grab it. Now, if I get something that comes by me tomorrow I didn't grab yesterday's, I grab it and yeah. I follow that path. I think that's that, but where that's think, you. You're yes. the one who's reaching.
0: You're yeah. the one that's pulling it in. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about is gratitude. Yeah. And, okay. not, and not being fortunate. Mm. You're grateful for the things that you have, however they came into your life, whether it was you. The universe, you know, your grandma giving you something, which is probably the universe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I you like know that. what I mean? I, but do that. It's, I like and, that. Yeah. And, and being grateful for it. Like, I'm grateful that I'm doing this, you know, the jujitsu, the yoga, uh, and all that. I'm grateful for it, but I don't think it's luck.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I And it could be, I, I feel fortunate. Yeah. And I feel. Um, gratitude for it. Yeah,
1: and that's where I—that's why I agree. It's not luck, and grateful might be a better term than fortunate. Even I—I I, I appreciate that. You appreciate it, right? Yeah. You just—you. But know. on some on some even more meta level, yeah. I'm grateful that I can even be that I'm grateful about this <laughs> stuff because I'm aware. I'm aware, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. have to work to be aware right. of that. The shit around you. Yeah. There are positive outcomes. There are things that you can do to impact your life in a meaningful way and I'm really grateful that I can see that and it right. takes work yeah. to get there
0: and sometimes it takes suffering you know yeah. like oh no doubt I did this sorry ass job for so long and now I am appreciative of what I'm doing now even more Yeah. you know so and maybe that that thing pushed me to do it you know like that realization that hey this isn't my jam man I don't I'm not doing this yeah that made you make a leap or whatever it is for certain, but you're the one leaping. Well, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) That's bottom line. Grateful. I can leap. You're leaping. (laughs) You're you're leaping. And if you don't leap, if you're afraid, I talk to guys all the time. Oh man, I hate my job. I wish I could do this. Mm. I get it. Like they're afraid. It's fear. It's a hundred percent fear. Like, you know, I have this to do. I have to pay this, you know, my kids are in school, you know,
1: and, and it, It comes off as being responsible. Yeah. But is it? Well, it's the easiest rationale in our society is to be like, look, I'm I'm keeping all these things in check. I'm suffering for
0: the good of my family, myself, you know, my community.
1: Um Well, yeah. It's tough when you it'd be interesting to ask. You know, it'd be interesting to ask the children of most families of like, is everything your parent does, you know, for the greater good, you know? Um, Yeah. And probably it wouldn't be the case, you know?
0: Yeah. When I was about to quit school, teaching my ex-wife, because I was paying child support, still am, which isn't bad. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, So first thing she said is I I wrote about it and she read it and she was like, oh, so you're going to quit? You're going to quit teaching? And I'm like. Yeah, and <laughs> I know why she called because she's like, how is that going to affect me? You know, how is that going to affect um, the child support? Yeah. And, and, I, and I get that, but it didn't affect it at all. I didn't affect it. But what I noticed is a lot of times, even if we don't have fear of something. Yeah. Like I dealt with it already. I like, okay, these things could happen. I'm still going to not teach. Fuck it. But then what happens is other people's fears come into play. Like her fear came into play, and then she was trying to pass, not on purpose, but pass her fears to me. Yeah, yeah. I already dealt with that. So I'm like, no, you know, like, we'll see what happens. And I'm sure that didn't make her feel good, but it all worked out.
1: Yeah, well, it is one of those things where we are trained to accept other people's fears. I do it all the time. That's one of the reasons... I like running and movement and I like yoga and I like just getting out and being active because immediately you do feel that you're in control, that you, you know, you're, um, you're with this experience. And, and if you're focusing on what you're doing, it's easy to drop away everything else. And then in, in the, you know, in the other world, I'll come back into, professional situations and, and, and I'll be con- I'll be considering like, well what's Mark thinking right now? You know, like is is he thinking that this is lame right now? And yeah. like, I'm not right now. Yeah. But yeah. that's a common thing for me. And, yeah, and it'll take you take you right of out of the present though. Right. Yeah. You know? it
0: snatches you right out and then yeah. you're some zombie thinking about other shit. You're not even here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Zombies a good term for
0: yeah. that <laughs> And zombies don't move very well either, No, by that's the way. true. That's true. <laughs> so let me ask you a couple things. Yeah, please. So when I started, let's see. My, my year without fear thing started me on weight loss 2. Yeah. Right? So I was about, at my heaviest, I was about 365. I'm about 265 right now. I was down to, I think the lowest I got was 225. Yeah. And pretty cut. Yeah, for me, yeah. shit. Yeah, the last time I was two twenty five, I was, I was probably like thirteen, maybe yeah. twelve. Wow, shit! I was when I was a freshman in high school, I was two sixty. That's a big dude, dude. And then I graduated at three twenty seven. Yeah, I'm about a buck forties. Is that's not good, dude. A buck forty's fine. <laughs> yeah, three twenty seven at eighteen years old. That's mm. no bueno. You know, I played football and blah blah blah, um, and I got. I played probably about 28290. Okay. Um and I and I was in good shape and I and um I was but I wasn't. Yeah. I would I could perform but I wasn't in good health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was built up to take impact and give impact and run fast and tackle people and try to smash. Them. Yeah. That doesn't mean I was healthy. Yeah. You know, bad knees, you know, your elbows, your neck, you know, blah, blah, blah. So so now as an adult I'm dropping. Well, I was an adult kind of then, um, but dropping the weight. And the the reason I wanted to drop the weight, I don't know if I wrote about this or not, was basically I was sitting somewhere and I thought, okay, if there was a natural disaster. I couldn't save myself, Mm. you know, like if i had to run a mile yeah to save my own life nope dead or you know maybe what if there was something on the ground like those big seafood ants you know what i'm saying <laughs> could i climb a tree or get out climb on a carport or something yeah. nope yeah. couldn't do it so i was like that that's where the movement part comes in for me to start with i didn't care about weight i didn't it had nothing to do with it it was a side effect of dropping weight was a, it was a secondary thing what really was important and still is is can you move? Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, can can I run? Can I carry shit? Can I climb a tree? And I still feel like that. Yeah. And so, um, my question basically is this: What are you? What do you, you run a lot? Yeah. And is it for the feeling of it? Mm. Is it for the release? It could be a combo, of course. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a combo. Yeah. It's going to be a combo (laughs) for sure. Um, is it, is it for your mental state, which I already know the answers to all these, um, I'm assuming. Um, and then what happens when it becomes other than that, or you can't do that anymore? Where do you go from that point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever your reason is for moving. Yeah. Um, there's multiple reasons. Um, does it shift what you do, but you still move? Yeah. that That's my question. Like, yep. I'm not worried about weight. I have, really haven't been. But yeah. I do look at the scale a lot. And I'm like, why are you even looking at the scale? Like, do you feel good or not? But feeling good or not is not concrete enough sometimes yeah. for, for me. You yeah, know, yeah. like, if, if I run a mile in a certain, I cut my time down. Like, the numbers... Are concrete yeah like yeah you're either 275 pounds or you're 250 pounds you even yeah. you either ran that mile in nine minutes or you ran it in eight minutes i mean that was concrete it's not like oh yeah
1: i, I felt pretty good yeah you know like well they're real they're real signposts you yeah know, that you can use to check in um on yourself from something outside of yourself because right. you might be biased right in oh, yourself you might you, you might not are. be well not even biased you might not be just yeah, i guess it's biased, but bias but yeah, you might not perfect. be able to honestly look at yourself no. and and gauge those things right. um so okay well it's a long-winded answer from me i'm Go. sure Let's now. Hear it. but um again yeah when it comes to the scale i think that is a checkpoint and i think those checkpoints are valuable yeah. if what your goal is, the reason you're checking the scale is, is related to something that makes you feel good about yourself right. or it might get weird. And it does get weird for yeah. a lot of people it, out it there. Just, that's
0: all they focus is if on. If it's, sometimes.
1: if, is if it's like ego and like perception based, you know, um, it can get a little strange in that regard. um, but running for me, and there's a lot of reasons why I run, I guess. I mean, one of them is I've run a long time, and I just like it. Um, right. Here's the bottle over yeah. there for you. I got some Wisconsin beers. Those are you new know. Glarus, man. You, know, you probably had some when you've gone <laughs> to yeah. work. Uh, probably yeah. had the Spotted Cow is this the is famous called, one.
0: Yeah, I've had Spotted Cow before, and this is called Two Women.
1: To women. Yes, it's going to taste delicious. Yeah. Um, so running for me, you know, is... I guess your question is why I run, the different reasons, Um, what happens when you need to shift that yeah. if you can't run yep. anymore. Man, those are all like... Those are heavy questions because... One of the things that's weird about our society, and you know this, and we all know this, and I've felt fallen victim to this, and I'm actually just coming out of this running-wise, is you, you do something because you love it or because you're exploring it, and then it does become a part of your identity, you right. know? And then people tend to think of you as this person that does X, yep, and then you you start to think of yourself as yep. a person that does X. And, and then you start to eliminate other shit from your life because you're concerned that if you don't keep enough, up enough with X, mm. well, then you won't look, you won't be continually climbing a right. slow trajectory upwards in right. yours and in other people's minds. Yeah, It's fucked up. It is. Um, it's crazy. And it's not something I've mastered. Um, <laughs> but, you know, running for me at its base form, I've run a long time. Time. I mean, since we were kids and we were all running, you Mm -hmm. know, it's something that is a pure expression of joy in kids when you see them doing it, young kids, like eight and under. Um, And then at some point you grow away from it. I happen not to because I was, I don't know, decent at it. Um, The one thing I've always liked about running is what we talked about here is just being able to start the action and be in the present. Mm-hmm. And that has been very addicting to me. Yeah. Sometimes addicting in, in a way that doesn't translate good to the rest yeah. of my life. Cause yeah. I just use it as an outlet, but right. not anything to grow from. Mm. Um, but there've been times where my running has been tied in with, you know, getting my yoga teacher certification and going down that route and really expanding myself. And what's interesting is about 2015, when you were writing, you know, the book we were talking about, Uh, I moved out to Utah and a pretty good runner uh, running on like, you know, a national competition level. And I still am right now. Um, But I got a job with a company called Ragnar that puts on races that you referenced uh, at the end of 2015. It's a great job. Um, At some point, though, running to me. It's always been this freeing thing and something that teaches me. When you talk about learning on the mat, you're learning to, you know, relax yourself. You're learning from the other person that you're working with. The same way from running, you 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 learn from the ground. You learn from your body. Right. Um, but at some point, running to me did become this stagnant thing where, like, I had thought. I knew like everything about running mm. that I could know, but mm-hmm. this is this is relatively new the way I've been thinking about this. But what I thought was like, I used to teach myself how to run, you mm-hmm. know. But if you teach yourself how to do something, eventually, like you run out of shit to teach yourself because you don't know shit. You only know right. a limited amount.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and now I've I've come into this place where just the last year and a half where I've realized like oh man, like the reason the last few years I've been gravitating away from running isn't because I've kind of done everything I wanted to and I'm stagnant with it because I know everything about running. Right. It's because I go out and I'm egoically like going through the motions of like running a few fast miles or running 20 miles and and feeling good based on the metric, based right. only on the scale only that you're talking about. Yeah. And And recently I've realized, like, hey, if I, you know, the mind is there for something, the mind actually gets me out the door. I have to say, like, get Mm -hmm. the fuck out the door. But if I release it after that and I let the the ground teach my body and my body kind of inform the mind, I realize, like, every time I'm out, I'm learning something new. And if I'm in a really good place, every step I'm learning something new every fucking step mark. I know. And there's some days I'm on the trail and it might not even be about me learning. The things on the trail in the spring that I take joy of are like the bugs start to come out. The ants. I realize that like when I'm really in tune, I'm I'm watching out for and stepping over ants. I'm harmonizing with everything around me. And that's the goal. Um and and
0: flow state.
1: Yeah. And if I can Be in that goal of wanting to get out and wanting to learn. Um, It's just so freeing. Yep, I agree with that. And it's informative to the rest of my life. You come off the trail or the mat or wherever you are when you're one with yourself, you come off with what we like to consider in society as a high. Oh, I feel good, like I'm here right Mm -hmm. now. I'm trying less to think about that as a high. And more to thinking about that as a way of life, and going like, Like no, no, normal. That's me. Yeah, you know. And it takes a little work. My mind has to get me out the door, Um, and to further your question, I guess one day I might not be running um, Mm. anymore, and I will shift it, Um, because at its core, what I realize is is that it's mind body connection. That makes me feel comfortable with myself. Is it going to be tough if I run into an injury and like suddenly can't run and I've got a big race like I've got this summer coming up and I couldn't do it like that would be tough and I'm sure I'd go through a low point but the thing I hold on to is that. It doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be rolling. Right. It could be gardening, which is something you and I have a mutual interest yeah. in. Um, it could be whatever. It yeah. could be sitting and watching the birds. I've actually right. got a pair of binoculars in my front <laughs> windowsill now. You got that
0: big-ass, big ass yeah. thick bird book. Yeah,
1: and outside of the people I spy on in their windows across yeah, the street, yeah, which sure. I really the don't neighbors. do. The yeah. neighbors. No. Um, <laughs> in the mornings, I'll, I don't have a bird book, but I do have a small hmm. bird book, but... I I don't really give a fuck about the names. Um, yeah. I probably should, because people are always naming off stuff, and I'm yeah. like weird with that. Even mountain peaks that I run, like um, outside of the big ones, like I don't know. I just like them. That one, yeah, that one, <laughs> that one, that one's gnarly. <laughs> um, but I just like looking uh, at at the world moving, and these things yep. being a part of all that surrounds them. And yep. you look at a bird through binoculars. It's yeah. fucked up, dude. Like, it's crazy. You can just look at a robin. Like, a lot of us think, like, ah, oh, robins. They're just, yeah. like, the common yeah. birds. Swallows. They're so beautiful right now. They're, and, yeah, they're crazy, man. Uh, it's, it's so fun to watch. So, I don't know if I answered your question. I mean, I move because it makes me feel good. Um, There is some ego involved sometimes when you look at my racing, and it's tough to balance that, well, you know? It's hard if to... You're
0: competing. It's that's part of it you know, the egoic nature of of competitions. Yeah. I mean, you know, not, not necessarily for everybody, but yeah, I think that's part of it. The thing that you said that I like that I, that I agree with for myself is that I'm doing movement because I want to. Yeah. I'm not trying to do anything, but feel some kind of joy. Yeah. And I, I never understood that for the longest time. Like, some people lift weights. Some people run. Whatever their movement entails, a lot of them do it. You know, to compete. Yeah. A lot of them do it to lose weight. Um, but what I found, and the reason that I I think I've kept weight off, is because I do the some of those stuff because I like to do it. Yeah. I didn't like it before. Like just like working out for example, I'll come here and I'll just do lunges or just get on the yoga ball or just fart around. Oh, I feel so good. I'm like, yeah, this is how I get on my bike, run, whatever. I'm doing it. Cause I like doing that. Yeah. That right there at that moment. I like doing that and it has nothing to do with anything else. Everything else is secondary. Right? Yeah. So that's why I think if you can't, if you couldn't run anymore, it's not the running. No. It's what you enjoy. hmm It's the enjoyment. Yeah. You know, like yeah. enjoying whatever it is you're doing, whether it's gardening or watching birds or, or whatever. And so that's, luckily, I figured out that, yeah, I like, you know, doing weird shit running around and doing these wonderful things just because it's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And before it wasn't fun, like when I was getting ready for for football, conditioning class, fuck that shit. Yeah. like running 40s, ugh, fuck. (laughs) But now it's not like that. It's like, I'm going to run up this mountain three times. Yeah. Well, why? I fucking want to. Yeah. That's it. There's no other reason than that. There's no other, like the other day I was at the park and I was like, okay, I'm going to take my shoes off. It was on a grassy uh, Mount Ogden Park. Grass. I'm gonna take my shoes off, and I'm gonna run up and down this three times. And then I thought, why? And then I thought my only answer was, because I want to do it. Yeah. You know, like I, I have a friend. He does weird shit on Thursdays. He just carries. Um, stuff around Buse Pond. I don't know if you've been yeah. in Buse Pond every Thursday morning. Um, like a TV, a cooler, nice. you know, whatever. And they'll just do a mile with that. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been able to make those, so I, I took a heavy bag, which is probably about 125 pounds, maybe 150. Threw it on my shoulder and just I me. Just you could take me next. Yeah. Wa- <laughs> <laughs> I just started walking up and down. Took my shoes off and. And I just started giggling like, what the, you know, what are you doing? Like, why? Yeah. And there was no reason for it. Yeah. I had absolutely, there was no, I wasn't trying to get rid uh, or or ready for anything. I wasn't trying to burn calories. I just thought, oh, I wonder if I could do this. How many times, you know, what does it feel like? And then we were talking about play earlier and that's what it's become. It's just become play. Yeah. And I... Really like that, and just learning shit too the thing I'm really bad at right now is nutrition
1: terrible
0: yeah um, and I don't want, I want to learn about it, but I, I if i here's my thing if I try to do nutrition for nutrition's sake or yeah. or like to lose weight, that's not going to happen yeah, but if I take it in terms of okay, if I eat this and don't eat that and I do jujitsu, what does that feel like? Yeah. What is that like? Or if I don't eat before this class and I do it, what does that feel like compared to if I eat before? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of shit I like. I'm like, that's changing my life without... A goal. Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah, yeah. But at the fun. same time, the bottom line of what it is is here you are experimenting right. with nutrition because yeah. sure. you want to see what feels better. Yeah. You know, so it it's it's almost the same, but you're engaged with right. it. And the results are secondary. They're yeah. not primary. Yeah. That's
0: that's the main thing. Like mm. the number on the scale, the number on your stopwatch, you know, the number of calories, the number of steps, that is not important. That those are secondary things. Yeah. What's important is the actual activity and your enjoyment of I it. Mean, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. for me, that's my biggest realization about movement in general and, and just being trying to be a healthier person. Yeah. And enjoying the, you know, learning of it. You know, like you're talking about every step is a learning opportunity. Um, that Which sounds cheesy as hell. It does, but yeah. it's not. So I had a yoga teacher and he was talking about. Uh, in yoga every breath is an opportunity to improve your posture yeah and so I just cut the shit out of that and I just heard that this is all I heard every breath is an opportunity period yeah and I'm like oh shit that's it every you know every breath to learn to move to you know improve your uh, relationship you know to learn about nutrition every Time you inhale and exhale, that's an opportunity to learn some shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm at. Like that's where I want to be. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think I going, I think going back to the scale that you yeah. had mentioned is like, mm-hmm. you know, those things. Um, I think I see one over there. Is that uh, what that yep. is? That's what that yeah. is. Um,
0: <laughs> those things.
1: Those things. When used properly, those markers. You asked me about that race I had done. I mm. ran a 50 mile race two right. weeks ago. You know, and and. Um and it went well. I mm-hmm. I like I won it, you know. Yeah. Um but like he put quote fingers this quote fingers, I guess. You know, it was <laughs> you know, a good race. Um it was uh, a fifty mile event and but but that race to me was um it was a scale marker, you know. Yeah. And to me it was it was showing me where I am at on my path of learning. And I think if you can have these markers that sometimes we get too hung up on yeah. fucking number on the scale, like how do right. I do in this race, the things that actually usually prevent us from losing weight or prevent yeah. us from getting our workouts in. Cause we fret about them. Right. If you can realize that, no, you know, these markers, they're just reflections of how, you know, diligent I was to the things that I enjoy. That's, that's yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's the goal, and I think also admitting that maybe so many of us, most of us, or all of us have that need because we've been trained yeah. Yeah. to have these goals. Yeah. So it's not necessarily going like "fuck that," I'm never playing that game again. <laughs> it's going all right. I got to work the system yeah. of these constructs, just like I work the system of of how I like movement. Like I need to find the fun in it. Right. I need to I need to make these things work. For me, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and I think it's it's yeah, it's an interesting scenario. Just the scale question in general, because yeah. it's so reflective of like how that creates so many problems for so yeah. many of Well, us. the other
0: thing that I noticed is um, when you use the scale a lot, probably too much, and you put an emotional tag on it. Mm. So, like, say say you're up two pounds. Instead of going, okay, I'm up two pounds. This is the fact. Yeah. Right. If you let it like emotionally affect you, like fuck, you know, like I damn, I didn't, you know, eat this, and I still gained two or whatever. Yeah. As soon as it becomes an emotional thing and not just a factual thing. Yeah. Then that's a problem. Like if I say, okay, I'm up two pounds. What did I eat? What did I do or didn't do in the last week that may affect this? Okay, that's almost scientific right yeah. like almost but then when it becomes emotional and it affects then you have a bad morning because you're two pounds up yeah that's the problem yeah you know so if you use the, the scale as a tool i realize that it's not an emotional thing it shouldn't be an emotional thing yeah. like it's either you're up you're down you're the same now, what do, you, what do I understand from that? What can I learn from that? And then move on. What well, is, really,
1: if it's a tool, if it's a real tool yeah. and you're using it as some sort of number threshold or something, some sort of, you know, 20 to 30 pounds in there that is where you want to be because that makes you feel healthier. Yeah, that's where
0: you're at. If you're yeah.
1: using that as a tool and you step in yeah. and you go... Up two pounds. Okay, motherfucker, thanks very much. Yeah, like, yeah. you should be yeah. thanking it. Yeah, because it's, it's letting like, you know. It's, it's letting, letting the you truth know. Yeah.
0: It's just like, okay, it's just like jiu-jitsu. And there's a saying in jiu-jitsu that the mat tells the truth. Mm. So, just like I was saying before, if you think you're this kind of person, and you get on the mat, if you think your jiu is good, or you think you're the toughest motherfucker around, and somebody beats you in a, a minute, that's the truth. Yeah. Now, you can either be, you know, make excuses or be mad or be happy or whatever. But the fact is, you just tapped. And this guy got the better of you. Yeah. Now, how are you going to handle that? The same thing with the scale. Mm -hmm. This is what you are at this moment in time. The present, you're this. That doesn't mean you're going to be that tomorrow or in three hours. But right now, this is where you're at. Yeah. So that's... Same thing. I'm sure it's the same thing with running. Like you ran this race at this time. It may or may not be your best time, Mm -hmm. but today, right now, while you finish, this is what the time says. And that's your tool. And you do with that what you want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like, if you're, you know, if you're in it for, um, for growth, you know, you get tapped out or whatever you go, All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know. Exactly. You're appreciative
0: yeah. of that. And it's it can't well, it I shouldn't say it can't, because it does. It it shouldn't be an emotional I suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The thing is, you tapped. Doesn't mean you suck. Yeah. You tapped. Yeah. Now let's look at it. Why? What happened? Let's let's work on this. That's where you
1: go. Yeah. A lot of life lessons in being on the mat. Everything, dude. dude.
0: Everything is a life lesson. (laughs) It really is. If you look at it like it, everything's like that. But yeah, the mat for sure. It's anything we do, it's good. Like, if you have that mentality anyways, some people don't,
1: yeah, yeah, but I think i I guess you know again it through talking through your transformation and stuff, it seems like uh movement and health and realigning yourself was kind of integral to oh it was that retooling of how you was thought about it number one, yeah. yeah movement
0: was number one Because one, I didn't do a lot of it, you know I, I I played ball and all that, but man i was I was a sedentary kid you know yeah like as a young kid too, or Mm -hmm. okay like i i played and did all that stuff sure when it was time to relax oh shit i relaxed i did a lot of couch sitting and uh to me that's a lot of the times it seems like the goal a societal goal Mm. maybe an american thing is the more comfortable you are the more successful you are yeah you know the less you have to work the better your life is and that's a bunch of bullshit yeah yeah that i don't think everybody gets
1: well it is definitely a correlation in terms of the teaching of that relationship between those you know comfort and success or whatever yeah and it's
0: not about like i was thinking about this in yoga today like sometimes in savasana you know when you're just laying down at the end i get these weird ass thoughts and i just thought the comfort is a cancer almost like it fucks with you. Like it's not good yeah. necessarily, you know, yeah. like get off your ass and do some shit. Well, it's just
1: like everything though. When you think about s- Savasana, it's, it's when it's earned and in short durations, it's amazing. It's amazing. Cause when you bust your ass and especially like yep. the shop you got with hot yeah. yoga yeah. and you're ready to, you're ready yep. to go into corpse pose yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get to the point of letting go and the body just like the buzz, Bow it just saves. Yep. Like yep. that, yeah. Is relaxation. Yeah. And that's on a different but level. But only
0: than- on the comparison of work. Yes. Like yeah. that's what makes that feel so good. It's yeah. just like eating camping, eating when you're camping. Yeah. That's, that food is the most delicious food ever. It's the best. Even if at home, that oh food sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're out there busting your ass. It's all cold. You're setting up tents and shit. And then you make something out in the motherfucking wilderness. That shit is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with um, resting after movement, you know? Yeah. Especially like for me, like when I was running a lot, I still run, but not as much. When I was running a lot and then I stopped. And even if I was doing something else, I felt so good about yeah. it, you know, like, and then maybe later that night I went to a party or something. I, I was still on that, yeah. you know, running. I was still on, my body was like, fuck yeah. And the energy, I, that's the other thing people don't get. You're not getting energy. Like you work and then you go home cause you're tired and you lay on the couch and you think, okay, I need to, whew, I'm tired. I need to get my energy back. Yeah. That's not how you do it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. How you do it is you get off your ass and you do something else. Yeah. And the energy increases. It's so weird. Like the more shit I do. The more energy I have.
1: Yeah. Well, I think metabolically speaking, the burning of that energy inside your body, I mean, yeah. that is the combustion engine. Yeah, that's If you are the not fuel, doing shit yeah. to burn it, you know, the coal's just <laughs> fucking piling there. up, yep. dude, you know. Smoldering. Yeah. <laughs> and that, There's no fire in there. That's a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, you and know? I didn't
0: realize that. Yeah. And I think we're taught that. We're taught that. Yeah. I work all day, and then I'm going to go home and watch Netflix, which I do sometimes. Totally, um,
1: <laughs> we do as well.
0: <laughs> you know, and then and then that's my rest, and 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 then I'll get energy that way. But that's no man. That's yeah. not. Yeah. So well, no, there's something
1: to relaxing. Boring. You know, I think on on again, like evolutionarily speaking, like there is this idea that I think is is to some extent bred into us that when you can find these moments of downtime. You're doing something right because all your basic needs are met, you know. Right. And, and and on a on a human with no homes living outside, like migrating with the seasons level, yeah. That makes sense. Right. But all of a sudden we live in these constructs where we have buildings. Most of us have buildings yeah. to sleep in. We right. have proper food. Yep. But we still exploit that rest idea. It, yeah, it, it's fucked up, man. Yeah, you're you know? not like a lion who hasn't eaten for a week. Yeah, and then just
0: chase down a fucking hippopotamus, <laughs> or a gazelle, or whatever. Which would be amazing up, if we yeah, were and burned up all your. We were at yeah, one time. Yeah, and burned up all your stores. Yeah, and then you replenish, and now you your body's sh- shutting down a little bit for you to digest. Yeah, because it needs to. Now that feels good. Yeah, but you know eating. Some ding dongs after you sat on your ass for eight hours is not the same thing, no you know what I mean, like, yeah, it isn't, so energy wise or any of that that's it's just not the same, and so I think we're programmed a little bit to think that's what we should do, yeah, but that's
1: not what we should do. What was it that um obviously it was a multitude of things over a spectrum of time, but like hmm. was there a shift, you know, like what was the shift that started to I'll just contrast myself a little bit to you as a yep. kid, and mm-hmm. I'm not totally contrasted, but like, man, I had this guy in my life, my best friend's dad. He was a gym teacher. He mm-hmm. had summers off. They had this cottage yeah, up north. Yeah. This fucker would drag me up from like <laughs> eight, nine years old. He would come in, dude, at like four a.m. up north in the thick north woods. Yeah. You know, north of Wausau yet where you've been. I don't know if you've been north of where that yeah, Ragnar I don't is. I think I have. It gets denser up there, really? and big mosquitoes and lakes all over. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. He would come in, he would drop like soaking wet, ice cold, like towels or washcloths yeah. like on our head at like yeah, 4 a.m. as yeah, like yeah. nine-year-old kids. Sucked, awesome. man. Sucks. awesome. I mean, to the to the kid, it was like super <laughs> annoying and not yeah. awesome. Yeah. Then we'd get up, he'd take us out walleye fishing. We'd drive about 15 minutes to the trailhead, hike two and a half miles back nice. with poles, buckets. Hell yeah. We would fish these walleye in, uh-huh. in this river called I'm getting into some weird shit now called the Pine River is a big part of my life fished it all the way into my mid-twenties uh-huh. and uh, this this little wash where we would have us fish was below this waterfall the South Falls about a half mile and opens up into a wash and you can walk out on the bank and he would have us whether morning or night a lot of times night but some of the times this morning stuff too we'd wade out into this water in shorts mm-hmm. old tennies yeah. t shirt have a, um, a uh, what do they call the like a fanny pack okay, have a fanny yeah. pack around us right. now this guy's six 6'5 his uh-huh. son is 6'9 and a half now Jesus. but they're big people I'm a shorter <laughs> dude you know I'm, so I'm, your
0: nuts were in the water basically oh, I mean <laughs> they, their nuts would be in the water
1: dude I'd have to go up to above the nipples Okay. I would right. have the, the fanny pack slung <laughs> around the neck uh-huh. and you're up your arms are above the water sure. and you're casting out in front of you <laughs> right to where the fast water meets the okay. slow water Right. and that's where these fish that was the money spot. oh man and you you get some nice fish in there and you hit them yeah. and you're up you know, to your chest in water and you're reeling them in and they're swimming around your legs. Uh, I mean, in between your legs yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. you got to bring them up, grab them, uh, unhook them, yeah. put them on a stringer, which okay. is like you yeah. keep them live. And then right. they swim next to you while you're right. catching another fish. <laughs> I, I would go home and have these periods of like regular kid laziness and all that sure. stuff too. But I had this weird shit going yeah. on in my life that I'm so... Um, grateful, grateful for, for you know, um, that really did teach me the virtues of, of how I feel when I feel my best. Yeah. Um, but coming from a space where I'm sure you had these moments, you totally had moments of yeah. aliveness and for memorable sure. moments. And I'd love to hear a couple of them if you want to share them. Yeah, yeah. But then moving past that, mm. where was this threshold or what, what was it, if you can pinpoint it in your life that made you say like, Hey, I'm going to start to shift this mentality.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that that's a freaking great question. So, um I, d- I didn't do a bunch of things when I was a kid. A lot of cartoon watching and fucking Atari, Same. you know, like Sega Genesis, I think barely came out. Mm, played Pong, you know, that was my first <laughs> thing. But, you know, just just and around and my mom would make us do things, you know. Um, but when I was younger, I lived in an apartment complex. My whole life, you know, until I went to college, same complex,
1: Mm.
0: reduced housing. We lived in So a lot of poor kids.
1: Where where were you growing up?
0: Uh, Mountain View, California is about 15 miles south of San Jose, about 40 miles south of Oakland. So Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we, when I was young, we played all the time, you know, tag, you know, all that kind of just everything was outside every your whole life was outside yeah um and that was great and then my mom ends up getting a second job and so our eating changed so with a lot of mcdonald's a lot of fast food you know and then i started getting bigger you know and uh because i was a, i saw a picture i was a skinny little kid mm. at one time believe it or not <laughs> And uh, then I just got bigger, you know. Um, and she she thinks that's what it was, and of course that's what it was. Um, but then, when I think when you get bigger, you get I call it cocoon. Mm. You get in this cocoon, and it's your body. Yeah, and it's warm and it's comfortable, and you just keep feeding it, and you're fine. You know, your your gratification comes from not movement right and as a matter of fact movement is the opposite of gratification because you got to lug that big ass body around sometimes your knees hurt blah 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 it looks uncomfortable it feels uncomfortable all of that mm. but you know i played football in high school and i was in the boy scouts and we did a lot of things so when i wasn't doing things i was doing nothing yeah and uh the nothing was winning basically <laughs> and the bad eating was winning, so that didn't. Even though I was pretty active, I got a, a football scholarship um, to a Division One school, Utah State, and I played ball. And I, you know, which is kicking ass. Yeah, like dude. I, I mean, from, I from, from the to, outside, looking yeah, in, right? yeah, it, it wasn't bad. Um, I, you know, I got a a full ride and all of that, and it was great. But I didn't really appreciate moving until. After, like, even when I finished, when I finished football, I weighed, the heaviest I was was 365. Mm -hmm. Fucking big. Yeah. Like, that's big, dude. That's like heart attack big. big big. Yeah, Yeah, that's not good. And uh, I don't know what it was. But finally, I got a divorce. Um, Not because I was fat. I just got a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Other life circumstances. There's other shit that was going down and uh i i actually met someone a girl and i, she, I was dating her and she was super active like su- like like the most active person that i knew mm. and she would work all day and then be like oh hey let's go to the mountains or let's go running or let's do this so so i was i was in the yes phase and i was like i'm not going to say no i'm going to yeah. say yes and um So I would say, yeah, okay, I'm done. And it was hard, you know, like I wasn't used to it. I was big as fuck. Um, But that's when the energy thing started happening where I was like, I should be tired, you know? I just did this, I ran this, I did all these things. I should be exhausted, but I wasn't. I was the opposite of that. And not only that, I was eating better too Um, because she could cook and she did a lot of Indian food and blah, blah, blah. So those two things in combination... Doing a lot of shit that provided energy and the change of diet. Yeah. And so those two things in combo, I was like, oh, shit, There's this is awesome. Plus, I was doing a lot of cool things that I didn't do before. And so that was the change. I think the change was me being able to be like, I'm going to say yes to everything and then stumbling upon... Um, and having gratitude for uh, a chance to do something different. Yeah, yeah. And then I, uh, once I started thinking about it, I'm like, dude, this is big. Like, yeah. This is change, like big change. So that was probably one of the big factors. Yeah. And plus I got a – I love riding bikes, so I got a – before I met her, I got a bike, and I'm like, I'm going to ride this fucking thing every day. And nice. that's that's where – that was the very beginning where I just started riding a bike instead of driving. Nice. And that made a huge difference to me. I just felt good. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. The bike makes sense. I wish I was, you know, I've been coaching kids at cross country ski team in park city. So I do some driving to get out there. Yeah. But man, I mean, biking home from school or where you're teaching or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, you do start to find that if you get home actively, yeah, well, there's not really any need, unless you're just so stuck in that habit, which is a thing. There's not a need to sit down on the couch because you've no. actually created energy
0: exactly
1: by you're getting not your ass home.
0: As tired, it's so weird. It's 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 counterintuitive. It's the opposite of what you'd think. Yeah. and if and there's a lot of people that don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They yeah. just don't know it yet. It's but a I'm good message telling though. you. Yeah. And so when I was running and, and hiking all the time, um, I would take pictures all the time, and post them. And they were mainly for the people that I knew that didn't get out. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, dude, you got look at this what you're missing. You <laughs> didn't then I had one of my buddies go, I don't need to go anywhere. You post all that shit. I don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah.
1: But some but, of them you're touching and, and they were, yeah, then they were I getting people actively that were, inspired. Yeah.
0: They're like, Oh yeah, okay. And I get I yeah, I'm the same way. I see people do shit and I'm like, Oh,
1: that looks
0: so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Know?
1: Is there anything you wanna you wanna bring up at all?
0: One thing um, that I wanted to say about yoga real quickly was um, the reason I stayed with yoga was um, it was the only thing I did movement-wise that didn't wasn't taxing on my body really. Mm-hmm. Like jujitsu, running, you know, there, there are that's sometimes hard on your body. Yeah. And yoga to me was more like sitting with my body you know like listening to it like okay i'm going to try to get into this position oh nope you're not quite there you know what does this feel like oh it's it wasn't like a command yeah like in jujitsu, you're like okay move here boom and then you move there right or trail running okay i need to get to the top of this mountain or yeah. you know whatever yeah um yeah yoga's not like that for me it's more like okay uh, let's try this oh That feels weird. Yeah, don't do that. You know, back off that a little bit. Yeah. And then three months later, oh, shit, I'm going further than... It's almost like you and your body are working together for improvement, but you're not working really for improvement, but it just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a time with your body. So I, even if it's that, you know, like... You don't have to command your body to climb a tree, you know, or lift this weight or whatever. You can just be with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just be with it and do stuff. And it doesn't have to be taxing or you don't have to, like, dominate anything or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing real quick is, uh, you know, a lot of people think enjoyment equated with being easy. And sometimes shit is hard. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. It's still
1: enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and even in those moments though, this is another thing and this is what you're talking about where it's like, hey, don't stay stiff, relax on the mat or in running. It's like, man, I'm at a place where I'm puking or I'm at a place where I'm like redlining or like, how do I make this moment the most fluid and and submit to it in a way that allows me to get past it and through it to work with it and move, you know? And that's cool. That's big. It's interesting. Big, so, yeah. hey, anyways, man, I really appreciate the yeah. time, no, and uh, I hope you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was super nice to chat with you and hear some stories I never heard before. Ah, cool. and, uh, yeah, uh, And, yeah. Same for me. Hope we get some people listening in, and yeah. thanks for those that tuned in, and uh, I guess we'll see you next time. All right. All right, later, brother. Later. All right, there it was. Mark Johnson on the Meaning of Movement podcast, episode two. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did enjoy, please uh, give a little support to Mark. You can find his book in the show notes, link to that, link to um, both the jujitsu shop and the yoga shop in there as well. Uh, If you are in Utah, the Ogden Salt Lake area, please, he encourages you to stop by a class at either place. Very welcoming to new folks and always willing to uh, help get people in the door to experience this movement. Um, I'd also ask if you guys enjoyed the podcast we've got some other episodes recorded some really cool episodes coming up please take a moment to um, subscribe or follow to this show wherever you are listening to it it's on all major platforms now and also go one step further to uh, leave a quick rating and review of the show as well um, always looking for good positive constructive feedback on how I can improve things too here so thanks much we'll catch you next time on the Meaning of Movement podcast.